0: 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Wanted to get to this because I think it's a really important bit of uh, medical news. And it's going to be huge news for a lot of families who have lost a child to sudden infant death syndrome. There's a new and groundbreaking study that has pinpointed what researchers believe is the reason infants and babies die from SIDS researchers from the Children's Hospital in Westmead in Sydney Australia have found that a lowered level of a certain enzyme can explain the malfunction that causes some babies not to startle or wake if they stop breathing in their sleep Dr. Ian Mitchell is a pediatric respirologist uh, at the Alberta Children's Hospital Dr. Mitchell joins us this afternoon thanks for taking the time Dr. Mitchell
1: Hi there. Thank you for having me, Jalyn.
0: Thank you so much. All right, so we know that uh, the rate of uh, sudden infant death syndrome has declined over the years, Um, but it's still affecting families. Do you know off the top of your head how many children, like what is the rate present day?
1: So thanks, Jalyn. So you mentioned 1991. So in 1991, In Alberta, there were probably uh, about 80 babies died of SIDS. In the last year or two, that number in Alberta is somewhere between 20 and 30, and the birth rate has doubled. So clearly, clearly, the safe sleep message has been very effective, and babies are living because their parents are following the safe sleep guidelines when otherwise they would have died. But one complicating thing, Jalen, is that the names... Are changing. Yes, they are. So I think SIDS is still an appropriate name, and it's used in this study. However, uh, many in the medical examiner community don't like it, and quite often we call it sudden unexpected death in infancy. And in Alberta, the medical examiner calls these deaths undetermined. It does no longer calls them SIDS, Mm. even though. You know, 15 years ago, it would have been said so now it would be undetermined, but I think the number is in the low 20s, so dramatic, dramatic fall from 1991.
0: And you talk about those uh, safe sleep methods, and those are things, you know, I, I can remember babysitting kids in the 80s, and you know, we put them down on their tummy, and that yeah. sort of stuff, and how that changed with now we make sure that they're on their back, that there's no pillows in there, they don't have their stuffies in there. All of those have, all of those recommendations have obviously pay, played a, a huge role in lowering those numbers, or we believe at least.
1: Oh, there's no question. Mm-hmm. There's no question that, that that's, the, that's one of the reasons. And of course, what's happened recently is the numbers have started to go up again just a little bit because, in fact, sticking to guidelines for everybody becomes difficult over time. Mm-hmm. One of the things you become a victim of success so mm-hmm. that people think. It does no longer exist and so they don't need to bother but it does exist and as you pointed out it's a terribly tragic event that changes a life completely for families when the child dies.
0: Without a doubt. Let's talk about this study and uh, what you know of it. They've they've found this uh, biochemical marker that could help detect uh, babies more at risk. It's, um, it all has to do with this enzyme which I'm not even going to try to say but it's significantly lower in babies who die of this compared to uh, living infants what what can you tell about this uh, tell us about this dr mitchell
1: so thank you so the enzyme is butyrocholinesterase so there you are i got it <laughs> um so the newspaper articles are very hyped but they give a link to the actual publication which i have also read so what they did was that routine drop of blood that's collected from all newborn babies and in alberta we check for a number of complicated disorders um, I think at present 20, 21, 22, something like that, uh, that we can treat effectively in the early years of life. So on that drop of blood they mentioned uh, this stuff they'll call BCHE, so we don't have the full name. And then they found out how many of these babies died. This was over five years. And then they, for every baby who died, they matched that baby up with uh, a child who didn't die, uh, 10 of them, 10 matching babies, same uh, birth hospital, gender, roughly birth weight and so on. So they were nicely marked. One of the difficulties is that there were actually, although they newspaper article, say 67, there were actually only 26 Uh. in the thing, and it's not a criticism of the investigators because the numbers are low, uh, it is very difficult to get complete numbers. And secondly, they did the study as well as they could, but they didn't have access to the coroner's file, so we have really no idea whether some of these babies um, perhaps uh, we're varying from safe sleep guidelines or not we don't know that so so there are things to be done yet it's a small number
0: but we does, know does it from give lots
1: of other research that baby sodiocys are likely to have issues with control of breathing mm. and for most of them safe sleep, is effective but clearly not for all babies
0: all right so this kind of gives maybe a little bit of hope of a of an answer but there's still a long way to go and also i understand that there is no test for this biomarker this enzyme right now so it's not something that you could have your baby necessarily tested for to find out if they if they have it or not
1: no but if we did have a test we would tell you to put your baby on his back (laughs) and it's on crib without a crowded crib uh is what we would be telling you to do. So that would be the outcome of a rapid test right now. Mm.
0: So, uh, Dr. Mitchell, what does this as as we continue to move closer to maybe finding out uh, a full reason or a uh, you know a, a reason that we can say okay, this is exactly it. What do you think that this will give the families who have who have lost a child in this way i mean because i, I suspect um that there is this massive amount of guilt uh, on behalf of a parent thinking they've done something they wrong they've done something wrong
1: well i think my experience is that the parents always feel very guilty whether or in. You know, uh, that is just how it is. As parents, we feel we have to protect our child. And if something happens to the child, we automatically feel guilty, even if there is no guilt involved. I think from a point of view of the SIDS parents, they will be reassured that people are still doing research because for a time there was little research being done on SIDS people weren't interested in research were moving to other topics so they will be reassured that people are looking at this and this is in keeping with a lot of other research Mm. looking at issues with control of breathing but I think we need to find a way for researchers and the coroners, medical examiners to get together so we pull or knowledge the medical examiner or corners have this enormous information of what happened around the time of death and they're at the scene and they have the medical records and the researcher knows these fine biochemical tests I wish we could find a way to put it together
0: mm. all right uh, dr. Mitchell we will leave it there this afternoon thank you for uh, your expertise on this I appreciate your time
1: Thank you very
0: much. And take care. Dr. Ian Mitchell is a pediatric respirologist at Alberta Children's Hospital in Calgary. So, um, yeah, so these researchers in uh, in Westmead, at uh, the Children's Hospital in Westmead in, in Sydney, Australia, said that they have found this lowered level, lowered level of a certain enzyme that may explain the malfunction that causes some babies not to to wake up if they stop breathing and they're sleeping. And and doctors have long suspected that that SIDS could be caused by a defect in the part of the brain that controls arousal from sleeping and breathing. So, you know, Dr. Mitchell saying there's a lot more study to be done on this. And, you know, we'll see what continues to happen and what continues to be revealed in the, in the months and years ahead. The woman who led the research, her name is Dr. Carmel Harrington. She lost her own son to SIDS 29 years ago. She said she began, uh, she became interested in researching it after doctors were unable to explain her son's death. She said nobody could tell me what happened. They said it was just a tragedy. But she says it didn't sit well with her scientific brain. Uh, She says that she hopes as they. You know, what she says, believe that they have pinpointed a cause. Dr. Mitchell suggesting that there's more work to be done there. We'll see what happens there. That other families can now live with the knowledge that this was not their fault. And those safe sleep guidelines, of course, the things that so many, um, you know, we talk about and we definitely follow now compared to 20, even 30 years ago, especially.